Welcome to the University of Adversity, where the only rules of the class is to hold your head up high and keep moving forward. Because when the going gets tough, the tough get going. And now, here's your host, Lance Ecos. This episode is brought to you by Mike Young, the makeover master. If you feel your business image might be costing you money, influence, power, and respect, then head over to makeovermaster.com to discover what their complete brand makeover experience is all about. Go check it out right now because everyone deserves to look their best. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of University of Adversity. I'm your host, Lance Isios. My next guest is a woman's coach for those ready to take the next step in life and take the plunge. Her goal is to empower, support, and inspire women to find a new direction in life and to move towards their goals with confidence instead of fear. She believes in the power of momentum, positive thinking, and how to teach people to use to their advantage. She has had to overcome a lot of fear in her own life, as most people do, so I'm really excited to hear her take on it and how she's been able to overcome such a common problem in the world. So, Jane Stewart, welcome to the show. (laughs) Thank you for having me. It's an honor. I appreciate it, and I'm excited to be here. I love this kind of stuff. It lights me up, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, me too. And I really, truly love it. And I love just diving deep into people's stories and kind of seeing because nobody fell, got dropped into where they are now. They only see that spot in their life. So I love to kind of go deep and sort of hear about the bumps along the way and kind of what got you here. So you're from, you grew up in Vancouver. So maybe just take us back as far as you want to go and kind of piece it all together for us. As far as back as I want to go, well, this is an interesting journey for me. I'm going to I did grow up in Vancouver, which is still my home, uh, even though I'm in Ontario, Canada. But I left my corporate career after 20 years. And at that point, I believe I was around 47. And I left. I didn't have a plan. I don't recommend that to everybody. But I did know what I left for. And then what I really left for is something I discovered later. So what I'm going to tell you, I left because I thought I was, well, I was tired. It was a very uh, a great job, but I was on the road. I traveled. I drove. I was I was earning a great living, but I was burnt out. And I really felt that entrepreneurial spirit. My father had that too. He was a business owner, but I felt that there was something just not aligning. And I didn't have. I thought it was because I was ready to leave corporate. That's it. I'm done. What I discovered in this journey was quite something remarkable, which is how much fear had impacted my life from being a child, adolescence, and all the way to adulthood. And how I discovered that was meeting some really important people that were helping me with my business and my why. And it was painful to discover that my fear was driving my life dead on into just being burnt out. And so it wasn't the corporate career. It was really a tap on the shoulder saying, okay, the universe is putting these flags in front of you, Jane. You left the corporate career. Let's get busy and scratch. Let's not scratch the surface on fear, which is easy to do, right? At least in my opinion. And let's get digging deep. And so the dots started to connect. And through therapy and through help of good coaches, I discovered that my fear was connected back to childhood. And It was profound in that I really didn't know that in my household, I have three siblings. My middle sibling 
was sexually abused as a child. But what happened was none of us knew until she was 30 years old. Wow. And so we lived with a person, a child who didn't tell anybody, kept this profound secret and this terrible thing, but she acted out. And she acted out in a way that was very typical of sexual abuse survivors that hadn't sought treatment yet or been had shared with anybody. So she raged. And she got tried very desperately to get my parents' opinion. But this was a long time ago. Times were different. And she never really spoke of that abuse. But what she did was she acted out. So when she didn't get my parents' attention, I was her target. And so in that, what I've discovered was the fear I got from being a target of somebody who is very angry, acting out, bullying me, just in fits of rage. And as we got into our teenage years, it became about drinking and stealing and she was running away. And I was living in this state of our house was chaos. And so chaos and fear, I'm not a scientist, you know, a doctor, but the chemistry in your brain changes as a child when you're constantly in fear and chaos. And so you learn, you go into this world of, of coping as a child. And I want to be clear that this is not about blame. This is about my responsibility. This isn't about my parents or my sister. This is about what I had to do as an adult to move out of fear. And so that was really the connecting of the dots that helped me understand wholly, it was like, wow, even though I'd had a successful career, I hadn't had a lot of successful relationships because I was always afraid somebody was leaving me. As a child, when your parents aren't stepping in to help you, you lose faith and you think nobody, you, you feel not worthy. You're very fearful that the adults who are supposed to rescue you aren't. And that becomes your living the way you think you don't believe, you're not believed. You're in fear. It's profound. And so this is the way I went into my own world. I was extremely lonely. And so that rolled into at teenage years of not having good boyfriends, you know, a marriage that didn't, I had a divorce. And my current marriage, even that, even though I discovered, you know, my fear in him leaving, which is totally not ridiculous. We've been married 18 years. So what I'm saying is that I scratched the surface. I thought I was leaving corporate because I was tired. But truthfully, I had been carrying fear a very long time. And going below and connecting the dots really brought me to a place of clarity because then all of a sudden, I understood those were not my stories. Fear is a, you know, an effing liar, right? Mm. It keeps you held to this state of you're just terrified all the time. So I discovered that I was making new stories for myself and I let go of that. I resolved it. I took responsibility to change it to something different, which was forgiveness for myself. You know, I couldn't rescue my sister. I certainly couldn't be a mother or to my parents. And so in that, what happens is I, and all of this, all of this, it was a very hard childhood and adolescence, and even adulthood till the last five years. So I'm telling you, it's never too late. And so in retrospect, look, these are all gifts that without all of this, I wouldn't be talking to you. 
I wouldn't be understanding women's profound fear or underlying issues the way these are all things that have allowed me to become a much better person to lead and to lift women up to where they, you know, and move through things that are very hard. So if that really, <laughs> I'm going to take a breath. So that's really, that's the story. And, and uh, it, it's not easy. I want you to, it's not easy. Oh, yeah. And I th- thanks so much for sharing that. And the thing is that is very common is that a lot of people don't even realize what is going on in the, f- that it is fear. You know, they don't realize that until they kind of dig deep and kind of clear all the bullshit out because we get ca- so caught up and so many people are sleeping in the corporate world or jobs and it, you're constantly surrounded by people that are f- under fear, the spell of fear as well. Everybody's scared. Everybody's trying to compensate with external validation, you know, seeking this, seeking that, alcohol, drugs, like it's, and people are always running away. It's like, it's crazy. And I, I know it firsthand as well because I worked in bars. I, I ran bars for years and I was caught up in it. And all people do when you go to a bar is run away from fear because they're trying to dull themselves. Like it's, it's yeah. crazy. And no, I mean, everybody's got a different, obviously a different story, but majority of people are kind of trying to mask that fear with. Absolutely. Work. And the thing is, is a lot of people will never realize what it is causing it. So my question is, what was the thing? Because we all have this thing pulling us, right? To kind of make a change. You know that what you're doing isn't right, but how did you get the strength to actually take the first step? And then obviously once you take the first well, you step, know, I sudden, think clarity, I just got this. clarity comes out once you do take the step. But yeah, well, like what, did you hit the rock bottom or did you, what was the, usually there's that, that one kind of thing that sort of says, okay, that's yeah. it. Yeah, I did hit hit a rock bottom because I think I just looked in the mirror and, you know, I just thought, geez, I've been on this planet a long time. Like, I'm going to show up and repeat the same thing over and over again. I'm tired of this. I was tired, really tired of uh, repeating the same things. Or And when you're in fear, at least my experience with fear, my brain was, my thoughts were racing and racing all the time. And so it's exhausting to live that way. And it's exhausting for friends who want to connect with you, but, you know, you push people away. And it's exhausting for people. It's, but I hit rock bottom, you know, after I left corporate. It was very depressing because I thought I had it figured out, but I didn't. And so it was time to be responsible and stop taking care of everybody else and put the brakes on that and give more to myself. So it was shortly after corporate where it all kind of dropped out. It was a very difficult time. That's in a time that I had good support too. So that helped. <laughs> it's, it's very inspiring because so many people would never have the courage to do what you did. So what was the, what factor, you know, a lot of people talk about gratitude or meditation or what's kind of a daily practice that was a game changer for you in your life? Was it diet? Was it what? lifestyle? <laughs> Well, uh, I think uh, as a child of fear and chaos, this is a very common theme. We have a good sense of humor, and uh, we strive to find joy in adversity. So that was really something that it, that this whole experience gave me. Where I found, I think it's important to, I mean, I, th- I think that's where I found my inspiration was just in that I could find a sense of humor in things that nobody else could. 
it's a strange thing. It's probably a back then it was coping, but now it, it really brings me to a place of I can do this. It's a very scary thing to have to reset your whole life. It's not easy, but, and I kind of lost my train of thought here, so I apologize, but um, oh, that's all it's right. just the things that I have discovered is that the work that needed to be done was very difficult. Um, but without it, I believe that I would not be here. I think I would be probably heavily medicated and depressed even more. Depression was profound. So again, I just, I found, I have a great sense of humor, as you can see in my social media and my life. It really drives me to understand that there is a tomorrow's a new day. So I got off track, but I hope that answers it. Oh, for sure. I I like that because you, what I got out of that was sense of humor and it's so important because no matter what you go through, no matter how bad it can be, like you almost have to find the humor in it because no one's getting out of here alive. I mean, what is actually happening in our world right now? You know, we're on a floating rock in the middle of nowhere. I mean, it's crazy. I've seen the people who live long have this like really good sense of humor. You know, I had a, we have a friend in a family who's a lawyer has been a lawyer for our family for years. She's like 98 years old. She just laughs at the, the funniest things and or the littlest things. And you can just see, wow, this is why this lady has lived till 98 and she's still alive. She just, she can just accept things, yeah. not get, not get worked up about things. Right. I think and, that's important. Yeah. It's, yeah. I, I think, you know, to expand on that too, I, I should all expand. I think the sense of humor means that we're not, ta- I'm not taking myself too seriously because yeah. we, we're all leaving here the same way. Right. Yeah. So also I, um, from my corporate career, what it gave me was discipline. So I already knew how to journal and to organize thoughts and, to, and stay exercising to the best of my ability and to keep my friendships connected, to keep laughing, to keep myself don't just put myself out there but like in nutrition health and I journal the hell out of things and you have to find what works for best for you but that gives me a lot of clarity what's your tip for journaling what's my tip is keep it simple don't think you have to order a a $200 journal that's leather bound stop making excuses I hear a lot of people have to find the right journal and if there's a I mean dollarama I laugh but you know it's a two dollar a binder from school that you used to use in university or college and keep it simple. Just write. The most important thing people have to ask me, like, do you have a PDF or a system you use? That's just, I find that's just another way to stall out the journaling. Just start writing. There, it's just your write personal anything. journey. Cause yeah. I struggle with this too. Cause sometimes, you know, I buy all these journals and I have these different ones for different things. And I'm like, I don't end <laughs> up doing it. But this is a thing. This is such a simple thing for some, but it's so useful for others. Like, I mean, I, I love how you're just saying it because, so just be simple, just write. But what are you writing about? Like, are you just well, thoughts or, for example, you know, for somebody that's like, I don't know what to write. You just. Well, I think it's important just to spill it all out on paper. You could write, yeah. I don't know what to write today. The dog's pissing me off. <laughs> it's all about, no, seriously. Yeah, it's all about great. starting. See, a lot of what, from doing everything is the excuses and those are habits that it's not about the journal in my opinion it's about uh oh so jane is fearful just as an example and so jane is now making another excuse because she's fearful of what she might write or she doesn't know what to write it's about starting and i do believe that yes there are 
it's important to have gratitude in journals and maybe write three things out. But if you're just starting, it's just put it on paper. Even if you wrote that you were happy to meet a friend for coffee, it's all about the journaling and you will eventually get to the feelings. And that's where you just got to start, put pen to paper. Now, I will say that I've met some people who find, you know, use a laptop or they use their phone, whatever it is for you, just don't make excuses, just start. But there are people I've met who prefer not to journal and prefer to meditate. So you have to find that area for yourself. Right. No, it's very useful. And then people sometimes get down on themselves if they don't do it one day and it's, then it defeats the whole process. I feel like, you know, (laughs) just do your best and just, but don't take a zero on anything. Like at least do it for a second or at least attempt it because yeah, it can be so easy to just put it off and make it more complicated than it has to be. Right. Yeah. You obviously have overcome fear and it's funny because I just came back from Tony Robbins, Unleash the Power Within, which was insane. Anybody, you guys listening out there, you got to go. In my opinion, it's, it's something that everybody needs to do once in their life because it's this expression. Have you been before? I haven't been, but oh. I follow him. I've also watched his videos yeah. and I know his story. It's like the best rock concert or, or music festival without <laughs> the idiots and the drugs and stuff <laughs> with personal development attached. Like it's crazy to be free like that and to jump and to, to learn. And then just, it was just amazing. And to get rid of those fears that we have, like we, he really works on them and and just destroy them. And we fate, you feel them and then you destroy them. And I just, I like that we're talking about this today because it, it just makes sense. It's all aligned, right? So what my question was going to be with empowering women. So when they work with you, like what can they expect? And like, what is it that you really hone in on with them? Is it fear or is it other things? Well, I think in conversation with working with women, it's a process, right? You build a relationship. It's just conversations about what's going on And there's a process where you discover exactly it's you scratch below the surface, right? Because eventually we have conversations about what's really going on. It's a very personal space and a personal journey. And there's 99% of people that are holding fears. And generally the conversations are around that. So we discuss it because fear sneaks in in everyday life. Heck, it sneaks in in not changing restaurants, you know? People are just so patterned by their fear from the past. And sometimes it's not so deep. Some of, not everybody has like a big event, but it's important that that's what we do is you do the work. And you mentioned something that Tony Robbins believes, you know, he has a story too. And he wouldn't be here today of what his mother and his home life, right? And so if you go back to that, that's what we talk about. We go back to where you think it started and typically where people think it started isn't where it ends up. But there, it's, it's really difficult. It's uneasy. It's, 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 people want to run away from work, working on the fear. And when you're working one-on-one, it's an opportunity to be real relaxed about it. You're in a place of trust and support. And so women work towards that. And it's a lot of journaling and, and Zoom calls and discussions and tasks that just put them outside of that fear. Some of it's having conversations with their spouse that they never have about fear or friends or family sharing something that, you know what, sometimes it's the simplest thing that they haven't been able to articulate about fear or what happened, that they sit their partner down and this happened and then it's gone. 
it's enlightened. Yeah. Well, that's so this opens the door of just starting right. Like it really releases a lot. It's not as complicated as people think it is. Yeah. Do you find it hard just to, um, for people to realize or understand that it is fear? Like, do you find people that are like, I'm not scared. I'm not scared. But then in what they're doing, you can see that it is fear. Sometimes it might be challenging to kind of put the two together and be like, Hey, okay. Human beings, they're pretty similar, right? And our behaviors and what we avoid and what we do. But then there's also that stubbornness, like this is fear, but then people don't want to admit that they're scared. How do you decipher that? And how do you, how do you empower them with that so that they can understand that that is what they have to work on? Well, in conversation sort of reveals itself. It's done in a very um, caring way. Women one-on-one have, are very empathetic to begin with. So empathy is important to understand that even when we're having conversations, women catch themselves going, oh my goodness, okay, so it wasn't about that. It's about fear. And I, I have to be honest and be frank with them in, a, in an empathetic way that this is actually maybe what you want to think about. And what can you do with that? And, and it's just rooting it. it. There's women who are ready to get to a different space are motivated. They're more open, right? It's, it's when you show up to play a hockey game, you're ready, right? Yeah. <laughs> you're ready in a sense. I use sports analogies, but like, yeah, it's no. the truth. you're I'm talking ready. to a hockey player here. <laughs> yeah. When you're ready, I know it. And so you're trained, you're ready. You've got the mental you're ready to make changes, whether it's on or off the ice, in a sense. But anyhow, women dig deep. They do the work, and they just come to realization. You know, it's, there's work to be done, right? There's worksheets. We work on clear understanding where the fear started, and it unfolds. It really doesn't take that long because they're motivated. Yeah, no, definitely. So, okay, getting over fear, what other... Okay, you're obviously you know, you're working online and social media and it's you're doing anybody that's not following you needs to follow <laughs> you as well because Jane's got some amazing content, always going live, always showing just the humor, these awesome pictures. It's really good. I really enjoy seeing it. I mean Thank um, you. And I think people should definitely participate in your your good energy on the social media. So my next question is with that, with your growth and with your coaching and all that, what challenges do you face? Like what have you faced since you've obviously you stepped more into this empowering role out of the corporate world, you're dealing with social media, you're dealing with branding, you're dealing with comparison of others, you're dealing with haters. What are some challenges, some adversity that you go through now that you can see as like a bit of a hurdle to get through or you're currently going through as to to hit your next step you want to go to? Well, great question because here's the thing is that you're never done growing and so I realized in coaching women that I went to an event last year. And so it was called the Uncommon Women Live. And so it's where women share their stories from strength to struggle. And it's a Canadian woman. And they go all the way across from Ottawa to Vancouver. And I went to this event in Toronto. And I, I witnessed these women speaking. And when I was there, it was... I was struggling a little bit in my business in that I really felt like I wanted to express myself on stage and go on tour and how I was going to do that. But I was actually sitting in fear of like, oh my gosh, like I can't do that. What will I do? It still visits. When you work on fear and you get it to a place, you correct it faster. You recognize it faster. Mm -hmm. It's practice, just like anything, right? 
So I sat there and I turned to my friend and I said, this is what I should be doing. And then she's like, okay, so how are you going to transition this? So it was scary, but it reminded me of that. It's okay. You're going to grow. You're going to change. There's going to be adaptations. There's going to be new opportunities. And I really, it really was scary. So I reached out to the Uncommon Women and I am now in a professional speaking program that runs it's run it's it's running till june it's very intense and i want to share my story but sharing your story and training in corporate are two different things right i can get up in front of 500 people and talk about a product but sharing your story has to be done in a way just as tony robbins does it that really motivates people and, and connects with the women in the audience right yeah and so i'm learning that so my next step is big because I'm hitting the stage, right? Of course, I'm scared. But at the very beginning of this program, I'll tell you what happened. I wanted to quit because I was scared. I was like, I said to my friend, I can't do this. I'm quitting. I'm going to revisit it another time. I said that. But the next day, I realized, okay, calm down. You know, it was that correction, right? That was the fear, that old habit. It took decades to build that habit, right? So that's where I'm headed now. And so I can share my story with women across Canada in the Uncommon Woman Live Tour. And I'm doing that. But what I can tell you about being in the online space with social media and and people that you meet and different ideas of how to communicate online, because everybody does, it's a different world when you're not right in front of people and doing a handshake. So it's really important that when you start to uncover your fears or whatever it is you're working on, what builds is your confidence and you're less invested in everybody's opinion and this and that, and you have the confidence to self love and believe in yourself. Haters, you just ignore them. Do more of what they hate. It rolls off your back. It really does. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. Do Do more of what they hate. That is so good. Because it's just carry on. You know, it's, if you're getting attention, it's because you're growing and people are not always raving the banner of celebration, but doing the deep work. I say this with ease now, but I have been hated on. I've been upset. I've fallen down. It's about the practice and getting up over and over and showing up and getting tougher and loving yourself. Sounds like everybody's saying it, but Tony Robbins says it right. Like it starts with me. So when you build that, less bothers you and you, you actually attract more growth and more opportunities for whatever that is. Self-love is so important and I don't care how cliche it is. It's what it is. You have to. If you don't love yourself, why would anybody else? Like it right. makes total but sense. But a lot of people struggle with that. So yeah. it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty profound. So being online has certainly been an interesting journey. <laughs> yeah. And you got to celebrate those little wins along the way. Like give yourself a pat on the back. And that was a huge thing that they were saying at Tony Robbins. It's like the oh, yeah. that builds confidence. And I liked what you're saying about public speaking, because it's amazing how Tony would, would turn every single thing he's talking about is a story. His whole, it would always be whatever his point, like he wasn't telling us something. It would be every single thing that he was trying to get through to us, whether it be pushing a, a, his next event or a product or his idea, it was all connected to this story and he's telling it and you're like, that's right. And then all of a sudden you're like, I get it. And it's amazing because that's such an art form to be able to articulate your words in a story and get people 
visualizing and get them like to lift them up. And it's like a movie in the people's heads. Right. And it's just, absolutely. Ill. If you can do that and you can copyright to do the same thing in writing, you got it. Like, I mean, and that's yeah. I think the, the main thing. And that's, that's awesome to be able to be working on that because speaking to the audience is just so powerful. You know, it's, it is. And people are, are a little bit misunderstood. Like everybody has a story. Your story matters. Yeah. It doesn't have to be massive. It can be small. It can be something as simple as, you know, maybe losing a job or not connecting with a loved one. The story matters. And some people just want to tell their story to women at coffee shops or their friends. It doesn't have to be the stage, but the storytelling is important because it really does connect you with a lot of people. And it also, if you're, if you're running a business, the storytelling is what really connects people with you and makes it feel real. And people really trust you and, and they feel inspired by you no matter what you're doing. I mean, I'm sure you as a hockey player, people are inspired because there's so much that goes into being a professional athlete or well, any kind of athlete. Yeah, I mean, I didn't make it that high, but yeah, I mean, it's for sure. It's no. a certain amount of work that go into if you get to a high level of sports, for sure. And yeah. I, I admire people more now than I did. And that's something as, you know, I'm 35 now and I stopped playing competitively when I was 21 or something. But it's what I didn't realize about sports is that, wow, like you realize what you've learned and how it applies in your life later on, you know, leadership, teamwork, commitment, all this stuff that you were kind of forced to do. And at the time seemed like a drag. But <laughs> yes. again, you know, this sounds familiar. My yeah. son said that. He's 22. <laughs> I get it. But it's, it's, it's such a gift. And I remember being on the road and sleeping on buses and pizza boxes and being, you know, whining about it. And it's like, it really built character. Oh yeah. I wanted to ask you another thing about this. So, before I forget, because I could just go off on a tangent here with, <laughs> you know, with stories, right? So let's say, for instance, my story or your story, when does it become where people need to let go of their story? You know, because some people become attached to who they were, right? I went through this and I did that. And it's like they constantly, it's like they want to keep reliving it. But there's a certain amount of sharing your story, but understanding that I'm not that person anymore. How do, you, how do you get that part sort of separated from the person that wants to keep holding on to that as an identity as, instead of building like a new one? Well, I think there's a difference between sharing your story or feeling sorry for yourself. And right. so in my opinion, the person that's repeating the same story but not coming out on the other end with what it gave you and maybe the wisdom that it gave you, that's the difference. And so when you share your story and, or you learn how to share your story, there's reflection, right? The, the person that's moving forward brings the wisdom into it and it's their tone and they're not angry anymore, but they share the emotion in a way that's healthy and positive. So when you share your story, if you're not really moving out of it and forgiving yourself, then there's a sense of broken records, you know, the, oh my goodness, here goes this guy or this woman, right? The person that's striving to move forward and through their story is, is sharing it, but bringing in the wisdom and the lessons and moving it on. And as you grow, your stories evolve because there's, a, like you said, Tony Millions has, Tony Robbins has a lot of stories. We all do, but that's what the roots are. They go off. 
And yeah. you see, for him, they're evolving. And so, and he always has a lesson. So that's the difference is that as you grow, whatever you do, the hope is that if you're sharing the story and you've worked on the right stuff and you, you're moving towards forgiveness and the wisdom, then it evolves. You know, if your business evolves, you might not revisit that story as much because it's going to take different routes and other stories apply. There's a difference. And the people that are still stuck in a, in a very, you know, feeling not moving out of the pity this is not to say that it isn't that pain isn't real, that things that happen are not terrible, but moving it to a better place of forgiveness really enlightens you, right? Because then all of a sudden it's empowering versus keeping you held back to fear and this horrible, you know, situation. So if that makes sense. Yeah, total sense. And what I what I found fascinating is I think it kind of ties into the journaling is that you need to, if you journal on a regular basis, then you remember these stories and they come embedded and you can like put meaning to the stories in your own life. See, I wondered, I thought, man, has this guy been through a lot or what? Every single thing has got a story. And I'm thinking, well, he's how, done does, the work, right? how does this guy remember? How does everything? And I'm just like, this is fascinating. And I'd always be like, how is this story going to, and he somehow, it turns into what he's yes. wanting to express. And it must be that, He's journaling because how is a human being going to remember all these things and tie it all together, right? I feel yeah, like I, if you journal it and review it, then it kind of gets stuck in your subconscious mind and you can kind of pull it out when you need to. What are your thoughts on yeah. that? Yeah, I think, he, yes, he's done the work. I think he's, he's surrounded himself with good coaches or good mentors that have helped him. When you first start learning how to tell your story, yes, it, it does involve writing things out. But there's, but it becomes, I'm going to put the sports analogy, you know, you know, you get the puck off the board enough and you're going to catch it practice and practice, right? Like you are going to, what he's done is practiced it to the point where he probably doesn't have to do it in the journaling anymore. Yeah. Or my opinion would be, he's got it down. Okay. This is the story. It's practice. If you go way back, his story was a, was a lot different and it wasn't as fluid because it's practice. So yeah. once it's like a system that you just know how to tell that story within, like he'll tell a story in less than three minutes, right? That's the yeah. golden ticket. And so it has just simply become something that is practiced and second nature to him. And Unconsciously that's he, competent. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's practice. I mean, you know where you started, now where you are now, it's because of practice. You get better at what you're doing, you become more conscious, yeah. and it becomes like second nature. But learning yeah. that is important. Yeah, you, know, you got to practice. You got to keep going and going and eventually, yeah, that's called... Uh, unconsciously competent where you don't have to think about it, where you literally yeah. know it and just becomes part of your life. Where can we find you? I want to make sure everybody can find you. <laughs> well, I'd love, I actually encourage people to come visit me on social media. Awesome. I think it's a very, I'm a little bit unconventional. You can go to my website. It's that's fine, which is janestewart.co. But the point, I think I encourage people to come to social media, Facebook, and see if they like hang around my message. Because if they don't, that's perfect. Because it does, it's not the right fit. So if they take a look, my page is open to public to view. And if, I, if my message and what I'm doing and showing up for resonates, 
that's a good place to start with a relationship because I also like to get to know you as well. So um, that's really where I encourage people to go. And it's under Jane Stewart. You can't miss me, you know. Yeah, (laughs) We'll, we'll, we'll have you on. We'll have it in the show notes. But that's a really good point, especially for social media. You might as well just be yourself. Stop trying to worry about comparing yourself to other people. Somebody's because that's the game. That's what I feel like everyone gets so caught up in that. And I yeah. just too, I'm oh, worrying about what this, that guy worked for that guy. I'm like, now I just don't give a shit. I post what I want. I just want to be myself. It's so Beautiful. much freedom in just being yourself. I still, Absolutely. some days I still, I'm not perfect at it, but I would say somebody to go to your page, you have a prime example of what it's like to be yourself and to find Mike Young's good at it too. There's a few yeah. of you guys on there that are very good at capturing a picture and turning it into a post that can either be got humor in it or smart when it comes to business or some sort of like positive twist on it. Because every yeah. moment you can kind of really see something in it, a lesson, right? Yes. And yes. I, I feel like those lessons can be really profound on Facebook just to kind of, and you see it and be like, wow, that was really cool. So yeah, it's, very, it's important to be yourself. As you said, everybody figures it out. Well, sorry. If you're willing to take a good hard look at what you are and who you are, you're going to attract like-minded people. I mean, my audience is not the same as everybody else or the people that I hang around. That's okay. You don't want to attract everybody and his brother because they're not going to celebrate you and you're not going to be able to celebrate them and, and enjoy and be lift whatever it is you're doing. So just be yourself. Yeah. But you, you can find yourself by figuring out what's going on, what's not working in your life and doing the work. That's where you find yourself to clarity. It's hard work, but it allows you to put yourself out there on whatever platform you're using. So this might tie into my last question. You kind of already touched on it, but what's the one thing tip to overcome adversity for somebody listening out there that they could use in their lives that you recommend to go on to achieve greatness in their life? The one thing... Um, to overcome adversity. Well, anything that requires, if you're facing adversity, I would say always take responsibility for yourself first. So if that means the adversity is happening in your life, it's a red flag, pay attention to it and get the right support. Do not be afraid to get professional help to get you through the adversity. You don't need to be the hero of the world alone. Adversity can be small, medium, or large. Invest in yourself enough to know that you love yourself, to reach out, to get the right support, and to find yourself to the other side of it. So, you know, adversity can be very challenging, right? It's a, it isn't an easy ride. Adversity requires support. And maybe it's not a therapist, maybe it's not a professional, but find the right person to work through that adversity. And it's tough. Adversity is there for a reason. If life was perfect, that would be boring. The adversity, if you can look at it as take a step back, adversity is a gift. It's giving you the opportunity to look at yourself and say, okay, this is going to be really shitty or tough, but this is something of a gift on the other side. And it might take a long time. It might take a year. It might take five years. It might take a week. Think of it as a gift. Don't run the other way from it. Run towards it. And something good comes out on the other side. It does. I ask people to look back on their adversities and they say, oh yeah, 
you know, I met so-and-so or I got this or I feel better. So remember that adversity is scary as hell. Yeah. I love it. You got to dance with it. You got to dance with it, you know? Right on. Yeah. <laughs> That's so awesome. Yeah. I just want to say thank you so much. This was great. I, I know everybody, you guys are all loving this. This was, this is great value. Make sure to check out Jane Stewart's Facebook. Are you on Instagram as well? LinkedIn? Yes, I that? am. Yeah, under Jane Stewart. Can't miss me. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much. I look thank forward you. to continuing to support you on your journey, and I can't thank wait you. to just see the evolution. So it's Thank you. It's it was amazing. a real pleasure. Yeah, oh it was great. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. And it's a real pleasure to have a, a, a fun interview as well as meaningful. So I'm going to always put it out there. I appreciate it and the opportunity and I'm sure our paths will connect. I will be in Vancouver in the yeah. next year, this whole year, about three more times. So I'll be sure to find a way to connect with you. Absolutely. I look forward to it. And it's yeah, great minds think alike and they connect and it's amazing when you're all on the same journey, different journeys, but you know, relatively the same. So pretty much. Yes. Awesome. Thank you again. Thanks so much. Thank Thanks you. everybody for uh, listening. Hopefully you have an amazing day. Chat soon. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you got some value from that. Without you guys, this isn't possible. So I really, really appreciate it. If you enjoyed the episode and got value from it, go ahead and rate it, review it, hit that subscribe button. We want to get this to as many people as possible. We want this thing to grow. So go ahead, rate, review, subscribe. And I can't wait for the next episode. Thank you so much. You just finished another class at the University of Adversity. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and tune in again next time for more life lessons with Lance ECOs.